This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And uh, today we're going to be talking about how to use self-acceptance to create a more um, harmonious life, a more aligned life. Um, because I really believe that one of the keys to uh, self-accept, I mean, sorry, one of the keys to harmony, one of the keys to um, creating that deep sense of alignment with the world around us is a truly accepting ourselves. I want to talk a little bit at first about one of the things that happens around self-acceptance. So I... I went to a lecture of a friend of mine and colleague, Amy Jo Goddard, uh, over at Brown. I'm, I live in uh, Rhode Island. And uh, w- there was a question that was asked that I thought was really pretty fabulous. And um, it, the the presentation was on um, sexuality and uh, in the 21st century. And uh, this uh, young man asked w- – the. Um, how to really know who you truly are in the face of so many stereotypes being put on you. And that was specifically when it came to, um, you know, racial stereotypes and then also when it came to gender stereotypes. And, um, and how do you know whether you are actually like that, like that's who you are or that's simply your programming? Um, and, you know, this brings up a very interesting thing because, you know, it's not something that we really know the answer to. We don't, we don't actually, we don't actually have this as the, the line between when, you know, you and the outside world. Um, so, so it brings up a lot of, uh, questions and it brings up a lot of, uh, uh, exploration that needs to be done. And all of this leads us in the direction of self-acceptance, right? Because as we express ourselves in the world, as we, you know, do what feels right or do what we think we need to do, um, we get uh, feedback about whether that is appropriate, correct, acceptable, et cetera, from, from the outside world. And when we get that kind of feedback, it is often the case that we, um, uh, you know, we start to internalize it. We start to think that there's something about us that isn't right, that in some way we're wrong or bad or uh, problematic because we don't do things the way that um, we're in that moment being told that we should really do things. And this is dramatic. This is not uh, just a gender issue or a racial issue or anything like this. This has to do with um, every aspect of our core identity. Every aspect of our core identity 
can be influenced by or um, every uh, can be influenced by this outside input about whether we are truly um, you know, good and right or whether we're doing things the right way. So I'll give a really good example from my own life that has less to do with some of these hot, these hot issues. So I can be a little bit, um, as much as I'm able to structure and organize and I actually help people do that sometimes, um, I can be a little bit at my nature unplanned. I actually enjoy it. It's uh, it's comforting for me uh, because I did have to live a good portion of my life being very planned. It's comforting for me to be able to say, "I just don't know. I don't have the answer to that," or um, "I'm I'm going to just let it be uncertain for now." Especially when it comes to something like what I'm doing on a trip or a day off or whatever, and that can seem pretty harmless. Well, it's pretty harmless until you put it together with the opposite. Um, and let's take the case of a vacation, right? So if I go into my vacation saying, I'm just going to do whatever, you know, whatever I want to do. That's, that's the way I do vacation. I just kind of wake up in the morning. I figure out what I want to do next. Um, and I go on vacation with someone who um, really needs a sense of structure in order to feel comfortable, and uh and so they try to put that you know they try to put that into place and um and so there's this conflict i'm like uh you know i don't know what i want to do today and so the person is just like i want an agenda for today or i have an agenda for today and what can happen there is that one of us makes the other person wrong it's like it just it's like a reflex Right. Make the other person wrong by saying something like, well, you know, you you can't, you know, you can't function without a schedule. You you need to be so planned and you don't ever let your hair down and and you don't ever just really relax or anything like that. Right. I could say that other person could say, like, you are so all over the place. Nobody ever knows what you're doing. I don't feel, you know, I, I feel that, you know, it's irresponsible for you to not let other people know what you're doing. Right. See this? So now this could be someone that is important, right? This could be someone that is important to, to, to me, to you, whatever, that is saying these things, or it could just be, you know, a casual acquaintance, a colleague. And in that, we're faced with this moment where the world is telling us, the world being, you know, one person or many people, the world is telling us that the way that we operate is flawed in some way. And that in order to not be flawed, we need to change to this other way of being. Well, sometimes that kind of conflict brings about a, a very positive change in us. We, we learn something new or we learn that we actually like to do things a different way better. Other times it just creates a sense of wrongness and, um, and then maybe a way of being, you know, down on ourselves. Oh, you're right. I don't ever really do things that way. You know, I really should clear that clearly there's some kind of problem with me. Um, and that's where the self-acceptance comes in, right? So if we are not um, able 
to practice the self-acceptance, then we go into, uh, we go into, um, uh, uh, conflict with ourselves, criticism of ourselves, and very much, um, we, we create this, uh, disharmony and this lack of alignment with the way that we are. And this is really big because as I was illustrating in the first example, this is happening all the time. This happens when someone says something to us, but it's also happening as we go through the world because we're continually facing people who have different perspectives than we do, who think that different things are right than we do um, and different things are wrong. And we, you know, if you're a sensitive person, you could feel these, these discrepancies in viewpoints on a, on a regular basis. But even not, it's, it's impacting us. So in order to have this sense of harmony, alignment, peacefulness along, in order to not get off track, um, with ourselves and what's really right for, for us at that particular point in time, we have to be able to practice self-acceptance. Because without the self-acceptance, um, we are thrown around by these different viewpoints. Um, and we can either accommodate or fight against. And neither accommodating or fighting against is really where we want to be. It's not the most productive thing. So, how do we move into a place of deeper self-acceptance? How do we begin to see and understand ourselves as no matter how we are, that there is a rightness to that and that there is a goodness to that? And that, yes, it does work better in some situations than others. Yes, we might need to adjust if we want a certain outcome. But what we have is this uh, sense that, you know what, like even if this isn't ideal, this is me and this is okay. It's huge. So there's a couple different ways that we can, we can start to work on self-acceptance. Ex- and and one of the things that we can do is um, we can start an inquiry into how we've been living our life up till now. Um, we can start to um, assess really how am I, you know, when it comes like, am I good at this self-acceptance thing, right? Or, you know, is there a needs improvement involved in it? Um, do I even understand where to start with it? So if you want to know whether or not you're, you're good at accepting yourself, you can look at what your responses are to situations where you get that or could get that, um, opposite feedback. Right. So, uh, a situation like that might be, 
Um, you know, you know that you are about to embark on a new project. You understand that, um, the project might, uh, be questioned by people, you know, uh, close people in your life. And, um, you, you can look at how might I respond to that? What would be my typical way of responding? Or, you know, it, do I sometimes shut down? Do I sometimes shut down when I get that type of feedback? Is that sometimes problematic for me? And if you start to look at that and say, yeah, actually, I have some kind of negative reactions to either real or imagined critical feedback about who I am, then you can say, oh, chances are I'm not doing a great job at really accepting who it is that I am. Or I'm not acting in a way that is really right for me and not showing up by my response to this criticism or feedback. So we're, we're looking at ourselves to determine, okay, well, you know, if the only job that I need to be certain that I'm doing in this situation is really feeling like I'm on my own side. And, um, you know, can I in that be willing to work on change and develop things that I truly think are limiting me, but also be willing to accept the not so great parts of myself as well? Um, can I look at myself and know that I'm imperfect and still feel good about myself? Right? Can I, you know, when, when I'm given critical feedback that may be true about me, can I, can I take that in? And can I use it in a way that's constructive rather than destructive? And, you know, the other thing that's shown that self-acceptance really shows up is that ability to open the door to discovering whatever there is inside of us um, and know that no matter what it is that discover, even if we don't like it, even if it's something we never wanted to be, that we can still understand that we're truly good. So the really wonderful thing that happens between the feedback that we get from the world and that inner process is it's a refining process that it's not like just like a lot of things that I talk about. It's not so much that it's a it, you arrive at it as it, it's a process in this interplay between the world and you between what what you the messages you're hearing and how you're feeling about yourself is a way of 
becoming aware of and then working at your own self-acceptance. And the beautiful part about this that I've said in different ways on different topics is that instead of feeling like the problems are these obstacles in the world that you have to fight against, they really just become information that encourages your transformation. It's, it's the tool by which you can expand. And one of the things that it does is it keeps pushing on these different places until we have this deep sense of self-acceptance where we can go into the same situation that might have thrown us off before, where we might have accommodated, adjusted, or been critical of ourselves, and we can then move into it in a much healthier and successful way. So uh, that is kind of the first part of what I want to talk to you about, about self-acceptance and specifically how it relates to our sense of harmony and alignment in the world. Right? One of the things that helps us get out of uh, or that helps us get back into this harmony and alignment is this self-acceptance. Because it helps us to uh, engage with the information that's coming in rather than to fight with it or to accommodate it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be back in just a couple minutes with some more on how to use self-acceptance to create harmony in your life. And um, I'll be back in just a couple minutes. Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com.
Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And we have been talking about how you can use self-acceptance to create more alignment and harmony in your life. Um, and before the break, I was talking about how the self-acceptance moves you into a place or practicing self-acceptance moves you into a place where you're struggling less, you're fighting less with your environment, and you are willing to, um, or you're conceding less to the information that you're getting, and you're willing to use it then as a way of deepening your acceptance of all of who you are. So that's a very important skill to learn. Uh, and not only it helps in multiple different ways, uh, multiple different levels in personal development, uh, not just in creating harmony. Um, however, it does help in creating harmony. Um, anytime that we can remove the struggle and remove the fight, uh, we can be more in a state of flow, more in a state of peacefulness. So, uh, in order to, to achieve that, we need to be able to say I'm good and right the way that I am simultaneously with saying I can change, grow, and adapt in ways that are more and more effective to, to me and for me. Um, so I, I was saying some of the ways that we can kind of get a handle on whether or not we're truly accepting ourselves. Um, which is a great thing to do um, because for for some people, they've kind of lived inside of a way of being that is um, uh, limited uh, in the sense that uh, they've they've never really seen that at the root of some of the things that they're either saying or doing is a lack of self-acceptance. And we see this in um, a huge way um, in in certain issues where people have been really marginalized um, and they grow to hate themselves uh, in some way that um, then they either wind up, uh, you know, sort of... Uh, being self-hating and kind of talking about themselves in a way that's full of that or talking about people like them in a way that's that's full of of that hatred um or they um just load on the you know they they tear themselves down um with who they are and and why am i like this you know a really a really great example of that um, would be someone who is like a very, um, you know, a person who's really in denial about their, their sexuality. And in that really deep denial, say they act out in ways that are very homophobic. Um, that would be one thing. Or they just have incredibly low self-esteem because of the fact that they are always kind of on their own case. And once again, it moves into all types of issues that that we face, all types of differences. And we're, there are so many different types of differences that we experience. Um, so seeing how when we um, we start fighting or we, we, we move further away, like looking at an example like that um, of how it's what it's like to, um, you know, in that extreme of self-hatred, right? 
um, as, as being the counterpoint to deep self-acceptance, you know, our ability to not only, you know, love and respect ourselves, but also be able to, you know, um, communicate and express that um, in the world and with other people. Um, so I think that one of the ways that we can move into, uh, sort of like a, it's like a shortcut. It can be a shortcut it, to develop self-acceptance is to speak very truthfully from who we are. Right. And, and uh, like work diligently to connect to that inner truth. And then to be able to share that, even if we feel uh, frightened or, you know, we don't feel like it's a good context for it. And I'm not talking about putting your, don't put yourself in harm's way. Um, I'm just saying that, you know, when we start to see that if we speak our truth, we start to transform our world around us. We move out of hiding some we we can um we can really face our internal demons and the ones that seem to be coming at us from the world so that um that connecting to ourself and then speaking our truth helps us in this process of um really moving into self acceptance Right. And it also helps us when we engage in that kind of process with another person. So in other words, you speak your truth and I speak my truth. And instead of getting into um, the struggle in the fight about goodness or overall value of the other person, we, we have a discussion about, you know, uh, it's a mutually respectful conversation, right? About you speaking your truth and I'm speaking my truth. And we try to find a common place to meet in that that is mutually respectful rather than um, critical or judgmental. So as we start to engage in those conversations with other people, we are supporting them and stepping into their self-acceptance and they're supporting us in stepping into our self-acceptance. And we're starting to build bridges that are more about how multiple perspectives can exist simultaneously and effectively together versus um, how they need to fight for legitimacy or rightness. Right. Cause that's one of the things that happens is that, you know, it's like, okay, well, if you're right, then I'm wrong. And when we move into this place of deep self acceptance and then speaking our truth with other people, especially if they're capable of doing that themselves, we start to create a whole different dynamic, a whole different dynamic about, um, you know, the way that we can be in and relate to the world. So, um, by learning this, this connection to ourselves and then practicing this respectful communication, um, we free up 
a lot of our ability to um, it, to accept ourselves and to live our self acceptance in the world. And one of the things that, you know, we can see in the people around us, like I was talking about building that bridge, you know, building the bridge, building the connectedness, finding ways to mutually, to respectfully um, accept multiple viewpoints and find ways that they can work together rather than against each other, right? So they, uh, as I'm talking about that, you know, uh, another, um, what we start to build is we start to build this, uh, community, a network of people who can really see us clearly. And not only can they be really effective in helping to build bridges, but they can also be really effective in challenging us in ways that are constructive so that we can grow. And there's such a big difference between the type of conflict, uh, struggle, if we want to call it, that comes from uh, this, uh, this, const- this constructive dialogue with someone who is respectful and what comes from the person or from the world or ourselves that is tearing us down and tearing us apart. It's a totally different thing. The fight and the struggle is so different when it has to do with um, eroding uh, our, our self-respect and self-acceptance or when it is something that is developing it. And that's a switch over in personal development. It's a switch over to from a place where we're fighting and we're tearing down to when we are able to, you know, not decimate an entire, uh, you know, village, but instead we're able to go in and just rebuild one house, right? That's kind of the difference. One is something isn't working here. All right, let's blow it all up. And the other might be like, okay, something isn't working here. Right. This house needs to be rebuilt. And, um, and you can see just by using kind of that, that very, um, uh, strong image, how different that is. And so when we're in conflict with ourselves, when we're struggling and fighting with the world, you know, more likely the effect of what we're doing is that devastation. It either takes us down or it takes us out. It sends us way off path. We're not able to be home with ourselves. And we are, um, you know, or you know, we're able to kind of go in and say, okay, yeah, there's been a lot that's been established. A lot of this stuff is really good, but there's this problem here that could be shifted, could be more refined, would help me, would help, you know, me be more fully who I am. So being that constructive with ourselves is key to creating that harmony and alignment. 
It's really, it makes a, a really big difference. And that only can come as we start to work on our self-acceptance. As we start to make it okay to be the person that we, we truly are, then when we're faced with that critical feedback, like I've been saying, then we're able to say, okay, I can use that constructively. And I know the person that that's coming from, that's what they want to have happen. They want it to be happen constructively. And that becomes a, a much deeper, stronger relationship. Like I said, that continues to develop our self-acceptance. One of the other things that can really pull us very far afield when it comes to um, accepting who we are is the are, are the stories that we can tell ourselves. You know, um, sometimes an event happens and then we, we start to rewrite it and then rewrite it and then rewrite it. And before we know it, because we haven't really checked ourselves because we're running from something often, we can create a whole different reality. We have the capacity to do that. We have really fabulous, fabulous minds, um, that are incredibly creative. And when it goes off track is when, um, you know, we start telling ourselves stories that reinforce either uh, a more glorious or a, a more horrific version of what is happening. Um, to give you an example... One of the things is, um, you know, if you've ever gone into a situation, say you go to a company party and you're at the company party and you have an exchange with um, your boss and um, your boss's partner and you're having that exchange and you walk away from it and you say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that's how I handled that. I so did not do a good job. I said this wrong thing, I said that wrong thing, whatever, right? And it, and it could stop there. But frequently, once people get on that train, they then start going back, you cycle through the information. And so the next time you go through the information, you see all the facts that support the fact that you really messed up. You know, look, they were rolling their eyes. There was this other thing. You know, one of them got up and left. You know, like you could go through all this different stuff. Now, if you were in a self-accepting place, you would be able to look at the material, the facts of what happened, and you would be able to say, oh, okay, what can I learn from that? How can I use that? If you're not a self-accepting place, what you can do is start to replay the information and make it more and more detrimental, right? You can even go to the place of like, Oh my gosh, you know, my, um, you know, my, my career is over, you know, how can I even face them? You know, they must think I'm such an idiot. You know, you can go down that road of really trashing yourself and tearing yourself apart, you know, versus even if you, you say maybe could have done things differently and maybe it could have been a more productive conversation. Um, you know, it, with self-acceptance, you say, yeah, that wasn't really my best. You know, let me see what I might be able to do better in the future. 
But we have to, if you want to create happiness in your life, you want, you know, that relationship, you want that job, you want to start a business, you want to start a new hobby, whatever it is, like we have to have enough self-acceptance to be able to do it poorly at times. Without that, uh, you know, we can't get out of the gates. So you have this situation you start replaying it in your mind. You start finding all the facts that support the fact that you really messed it up. And you play it and you play it and you play it. And you work yourself into a frenzy. And I would say that that is neither harmonious nor in alignment with who you are. And so, and you also start to distort reality. Because maybe it wasn't the best, you know, communication, but maybe it wasn't so horrible that you're going to lose your job. Maybe you're being a little extreme, a little hard on yourself. Um, but one of the things that people do, this is in, you know, the spirit of like people create more and more problems for themselves. One of the things that people do is they start to get so certain that that's the problem. You know, they start to get so certain that things are really um, uh, falling apart or, you know, bad or whatever, that they then do a bunch of other things that contribute to the negative outcome. Okay? And then that becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy, and then that becomes further reason why they're a bad person, they can't accept themselves, they're never going to do anything right. So the one of the ways to stop the, the madness, so to speak, one of the ways to stop from... Uh, doing this from kind of like getting in that, you know, negative loop where you start to distort reality is to get feedback from other people. Granted, it's wonderful if those people are people that you really trust, have your best interest in heart, but are also going to give you clear feedback. So what is it that you might learn by opening yourself up to talking to someone else? who also either has observed the situation or understands the dynamics of the situation. What is it that might happen? And maybe it's possible to get the clarity that you need about it or to stop that crazy train from running by getting an outside perspective. Once again, there's some tricks to that because you're really going to have to have an established relationship where you trust what this person is saying, all of that kind of stuff. But it can be a really great way to check yourself. All right. So we're going to move to a uh, another commercial break. Um, so I'll be back in just a couple minutes talking more about how to create uh, more harmony in your life through self-acceptance. Be the change.
change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesiner.com. Hi, uh, this is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers. And um, we have been talking about how to create more harmony in your life um, by using self-acceptance. And specifically, I've been talking about how um, understanding how to work with uh, the constant feedback that we're getting from the world, how to um, engage in getting more useful feedback from certain people in our lives can really help us learn how to accept ourselves more and more. Uh, so there, there's also kind of like getting into um, what it is that we're, we're kind of running from. You know, what is it that we're really trying to avoid in, um, in ourselves or, you know, that we're afraid might be true? And, um, whether it is, like I was kind of referencing at the beginning of this, whether it is because, uh, you know, it fulfills some kind of stereotype or whether it's because it has, it's something that we, we in our heads don't want to be or because, um, of any other reason that we can possibly come up with about why we don't, um, want to see these things about ourselves as being true or not true. So by, by bringing that up to the surface, and instead of kind of hiding it away and then facing it in the world and then having that create conflict, we can circumvent that problem by actually taking a look at, um, you know, why we have, uh, you know, like what it is that we're hiding from. What did, what are, what are we running from? What is that deep down inside that we're really afraid of? You know, those core fears that people have that kind of, uh, keep them from, from, from looking where they might find some truly wonderful things. So by asking yourself the question, like, what is it that I have a really difficult time accepting about myself? Right. 
You know, and it, it's, it's finding that zone between what is it I have a difficult time accepting about, my, my, about myself, but I also really have the sense that it's true. Right? So we set up this, this place inside of ourselves where we push away or deny something that we're having a difficult time with. And then it's sort of also like a nagging little voice. Now, what people ask me a lot of times are, how do I know? How do I know whether it is something I'm having a difficult time accepting or whether it's something that's really not true, but I'm afraid might be true, you know, and there isn't so much a way to know as there is uh, getting involved, being willing to start to look underneath, being willing to explore. Because if you're willing to say, ah, you know, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm afraid that that might be true. Well, what if it is true? What does that mean? What, you know, and um, what if it isn't true, right? So, so you see by asking that question, what if it is true? What if it isn't true? We, we undo the conflict and we get to start to engage with the material itself and say, oh, okay, well, it'd be really great if that was true, but it'd be horrible in this other way. Or, you know, it would be really wonderful if that was true, but I don't believe that um, it could be. When we start to kind of get into these like dynamics of how we pit ourselves against ourselves, then we can just kind of keep moving through them into more and more about what's true for us. So we're going on this process of, of self-discovery. And one of the things that I think is a real tragedy is that we are uh, very conditioned to want to define ourselves so early on. Now, you know, there's a natural process of self-definition, exploration and definition that happens in teenage years. But what happens from there, I think, is what is so problematic, is that people are supposed to have defined and refined themselves, and that's then their identity. And most people do not give themselves an opportunity to regularly question their identity, to explore whether or not uh, that is truly right for them. And, and because of that, they, going back to the story stuff that I was talking about, they get further and further away from both self-acceptance and kind of a, a line on what's really happening because they then start to build up storylines, proofs, and facts that they are a certain type of person or that they're not a certain type of person. So by asking this question, you know, what do I have a difficult time accepting about my life? You know, we can start to say, open the doorway to the self-exploration that is actually a necessary component of every phase of our life. It's not a you do it and then you're done. It's that you get to keep engaging in it. You get to keep refining it. So by by asking that question, you start to engage with who you are differently and you can allow more flexibility 
And that flexibility gives you more of an ability to accept yourself. Because you don't so much need to have the answer as be willing to ask the question. And so you can follow this line of, of inquiry a little bit, right? So you can ask, what do I have a difficult time accepting about my life? Um, and, and then you can also ask yourself, what are some things that I need to accept about my life or who I am? What are some things that I, I feel I need to accept about who I am? What are some things I want to accept about who I am? What, what's, what's difficult about this process for me? What's difficult about accepting them? What stops me from accepting these aspects of myself? What am I afraid might be the outcome of this type of self-acceptance? I mean, because when we're on our own side and we're accepting ourselves, it feels pretty darn good. We have to presume that there's some kind of misunderstanding or misconfiguration that's leading us in the opposite direction. In some way, we came to believe that if this were true, or, you know, if this thing were true about us, um, then it would present some problems. And... Uh, you know, in whatever way those are, whatever way those problems are, you know, um, or it would mean that um, it, we really are bad because we've been taught that to be that one thing, to have that belief um, is is synonymous with there being something wrong with someone. But that this is so not the case because the the there are so many different people living out all of these different perspectives that there's room for all of it. There's room for all the approaches, all the perspectives, all the ways of, of living and doing things. And in order to get to that place where we can live our life in a way that is both harmonious and constructive... We need to get on board with who we are, what our nature is, how we best express ourselves, what makes us the happiest, gives us a sense of completion. When we're able to do that, then and um, and live that. It, it is, when we step in that direction, this is a better way to say it, when we step in that direction, it becomes supportive of more self-acceptance, right? So just like a lot of things, the hardest thing is getting started. And once we start to realize that it really truly is okay to be and think and act and want the things that we do, then uh, we start to feel how good that feels 
and it supports our accepting ourselves more deeply and completely. So, um, you know, in the course of this, this show, talking to you about how it is that you can use self-acceptance to move into a, a deeper and more powerful sense of harmony in your life, I want to just do a little bit of a recap here. So the, the first part is recognizing that the information that's coming your way that seems to be, you know, negating or against, um, who you are, who you want to be can actually be turned into, uh, something that can help you accept yourself more fully. It's, it can be used as a form of refinement because of the places that it has you look and the questions that it has you ask. And ultimately, what you're trying to do when faced with these things is recognize, you know, more about the truth of who you are and and how you can live and express that. In addition to that, you can start to develop your ability to um, both really accept yourself and also get support from other people and support other people in that by speaking your truth and learning to find common grounds between you, your perspective, and another perspective rather than trying to find fault or wrongness. And that's a whole way to keep developing self-acceptance. And you can also use those same relationships to help clarify events as they happen so that you don't get caught in a negative cycle that takes you away from, you know, really being with both who you are and if you showed up in a way where you weren't really being true to who you are, which also needs acceptance. So those are some of the ways that you can start to use the process of self-acceptance to bring you into a place where you are fighting less with the world and you are working more constructively in the creation of your life. Um, and that, the, the more that that's done the more resources that gives to the, the, the deeper, the core of who you are, the deeper expression of who you are, which is ultimately going to create uh, more success and more fulfillment in your life. So I want to thank you for joining me today for Real Answers. Um, I look forward to speaking with you next week about more about how you can create more harmony um, and alignment in your life. And um, I will see you next Thursday at um, 12 o'clock Eastern. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.